0: just go to carscom It's magical. Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour. Uh, you got Miles and myself on tonight. Dave, of course, in the producer chair. Uh, we have a fun show for you tonight. Uh, make sure you grab your Lake Monster beer and check it out. We're going to be talking... Uh, Miles and I are going to give a little bit of recap on the Colts game since we missed last week. Uh, Miles and I actually went to the Giants game this week. So uh, we're going to talk about that a bit and our our thoughts on that game. And then, of course, the, the big ticket item here talking about the Packers. So, again, be sure to grab your Lake Monster beer and or beverage of choice and join us. We'll be back in just a
1: few moments. Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings. Skull.
0: Good evening and welcome back to Vikings Happy Hour. We apologize for the one-week hiatus. I know it was a crazy, hectic week with uh, holiday season, uh, crazy Colts uh, come from behind win, and then, of course, this last weekend getting to check out the Giants game here. So, have a lot to catch up on, a lot to talk about. Miles, how are we doing today? How was your Christmas?
2: Good. Christmas was good. Uh, like we were saying before the show. It's always fun to watch your kids open gifts and my kids, 3 and and 1, they they just enjoyed opening things, so uh, it was good.
0: You know, it doesn't get much better than that, right? I mean, you know, it's the look on their faces, you know, what's crazy is, you know, my kid, one of my kids is getting really hard to shop for. He's 10 and uh one of the things he was most excited for was this like this uh, volume of books that he's really into right now which he doesn't oh, even like sweet. to read but he really loves this series of books and when he opened that up uh, his grandma got it for him uh just elated so it's always cool to see that uh especially things that like aren't i don't know uh what's the word i'm looking for superficial right like video games yeah. or computers or ipads uh, you know cell phones he was excited about a book i was pretty happy about it um, well, you know, we, again, we got a, a lot to cover in tonight's show here, so let's just jump right into it. Um, I, like I said, in the pre pre-show here, I wanted to just touch base quick on the Colts game. Uh, again, we missed last week, obviously huge comfort behind win 33 points, um, you know, biggest comeback ever. Right. So can okay, walk us, walk us through just a little bit of your thoughts. How did we get in the hole that bad? Like what, what happened there? And then what allowed us to kind of make that, you know, make history and and get back in that game.
2: Yeah. I think the one thing you saw, I mean, the crazy part about that game, the Colts game was just how nothing could go right. Just from the jump um, special teams, offense, defense, nothing was going right. You're letting um, it, I'm a huge Matt Ryan fan, but like you're letting the corpse of Matt Ryan go up and down the field on you. Um, It was a rough, it was a rough first half and um, offense just couldn't get things going. So I think, and then obviously see the, the the you know the block punt those types of things. So nothing was going right. You could, it just felt like they weren't up for it. They just didn't seem like they came to play that day. Like, and and most weeks thirty three nothing at halftime. That's it. That's a wrap. You're getting backups in you know late in the third quarter, um, but then all of a sudden it kind of just took one. What well, crazy part is Kirk threw an interception in the third in the third uh, quarter as well. And so you're still like, oh, man, like, yeah, maybe there's a chance, but I don't think it's going to happen after this. And then they just kept slowly marching their way back. Um, the Colts obviously couldn't – didn't really have – the Colts' offense didn't really generate too much against the Vikings' defense. It was like a pick six. Besides, like, uh, things like, you know, their pick six, their black punt, like those those key plays, um, Their their offense wasn't too – like they weren't killing the Vikings' defense too badly. So – um the Vikings defense held strong in the second half to three points and the offense kind of just did the rest like they scored on every single drive what after the that Kirk interception I think it was every drive after that they scored um possession um five straight and so um yeah it's just crazy I don't it's really hard to sum up especially like the emotions aren't where they were a week ago but right um it it was just crazy to watch because this season out of out of most seasons you are thinking even a couple of touchdowns you know maybe making it twenty one to thirty to thirty th- thirty six uh, you're still probably thinking oh they're not gonna make, be able to like, you know make this final comeback, but this team this year they just they're finding those ways, and small things are are going their way that um haven't in in recent history so um it was really fun to watch history be made and like uh like was said on the screen here so um in the comments so it was kind of uh just fun. It was just fun to watch. And I kind of got to a point in the fourth quarter where I was like, even if they don't win, it's so fun to see them come back and make it a, a fun game. Um and then they found a way to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I was there that day. Um at, at the game. I was with my buddy Jeff and uh halftime, I mean, place was starting to empty out. You know, the group in front of me it was a four of them. They they, you know, waved their hand, said, I'm we're out see you later. And that was at halftime. The group, and you right can't blame anybody, us, right? You no, blame no. For, for I mean, there's nothing to stay for. Absolutely. There's nothing to stay for. They gave us no reason to stay. Um, the only reason we stayed is that to your point, like we've found ways to at least make things interesting all year. Um, the group in front of me, they laughed probably after the first drive in the first, uh, in the third quarter. And, And my buddy even was just like, Hey, do you want to leave? Do you want to leave? Like he asked like three times. I'm like, you know what? Let's just stay like until we know we're for sure out. I know it's highly improbable, but you know what? Why don't we, uh, why don't we stick it out? I mean, you know, we pay all this money to go to these games anyway. Might as well just sit it out. And, uh, and yeah, it was fun to, fun to watch that comeback. I mean, it was obviously very like shock. I was in shock the rest of the day, um, which, (laughs) which was kind of interesting. My wife's like, did you even have fun at the game? I'm like, I mean, yeah, it did. I'm just like I'm still like just it's
2: insane.
0: Yeah, it, you know. Um, but I, I will give kudos to the defense. Um they were put in some really crappy spots, right? I mean a a a fake punt that doesn't go well, uh, you know, goes through the hands of Naylor. Uh the blocked punt for was that for a touchdown, I think it was. Um and I think and, so and yeah six and stuff so I mean obviously we let up 33 points but if you look at like the amount of points we actually let up like fairly to that defense in terms of the Colts actually getting the ball driving all the way three quarters of the way down the field and scoring it was pretty minimal it was a lot of yeah uh, interception return for a touchdown punt return for a touchdown uh short fields to work with uh, to get field goals or touchdowns uh we, we were able to kind of stay pretty strong there. Uh, so in the second half, when we stopped making the mistakes, that allowed us, the defense kept playing strong. That allowed us to come back. Right. So uh, again, a lot of fun. It was good to see that grit. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, there's two weeks ago. So then th- this next week, tougher opponent, one that I think would be a better, you know, kind of litmus test in terms of where we're at as a team, uh, just given the Giants are a playoff team at the moment, and I think if they win this weekend, they actually uh, solidify their spot in the playoffs. Um, so we were at the game together, Miles. Tell yep. me a little bit about that experience. How, how did you enjoy the stadium, being the first time you were there? Um, and, and then, and then, give us some just comments on the game and and your thoughts on the game and how we played.
2: Yeah. For so my, my wife and I decided to to uh, go to the game for, for Christmas Eve, thanks to you and the, the person you knew that was selling the, the tickets. And um, so my wife and I got to experience uh, U.S. Bank for the first time. I've been in the Metrodome. I've been at TCF. I even worked across the street from um, U.S. Bank for like four years, and I never, never went to a game. I don't know why. Um, and finally decided to make that move, and uh, it was great. Like that stadium was amazing. Um, arguably one of the, I've only been to a handful of stadiums in the league, but, um, it's amazing. Uh, the seats are great. You know, you're behind the end zone where most of the action happened actually too, which was a lot of fun. Um, but really enjoyed it. Um, the atmosphere is amazing. Um, the whiteout was a little, I I mean, it was okay. Like I thought the whiteout in itself was okay. Like I'm not, I don't like, I think it was a cool concept. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I kind of would have, I wore like just a regular white hoodie, I should have just gone in a regular Vikings hoodie, but, you know, it is what it is. Nothing nothing too crazy. Um, but, no, I, I think the game in itself kind of encapsulates the entire season for this Minnesota Vikings team. This Giants game was, like, the perfect – like, you said a really good – it was a litmus test, but it was also just, like, where everything has gone for them. They'll, they'll get up early. They got up 10-0, and you're like, oh, man, maybe there's a chance that they could – every every it feels like most weeks you're like oh man maybe the vikings can put away uh, a team early um nope giants had to come back tied up 10 10 um even take the lead late you know or uh vikings then regain the lead um those types of things then, then give up a late lead um needing some miracles to happen just to even get a chance to score at the end so um yeah i don't know like it, it was fun to be able to watch it from from the like field level you know the um Especially the end zone end zone shots and being able to see all the all the plays work themselves out. It's kinda like watching film, um, you know, which I'm used to doing, so it's a lot of fun to, to be able to watch that um, and see routes develop, see old linemen make some cool plays. Like Christian Derisa, I saw someone make a comment that uh Darissa didn't play that well. He played really well. Darisaw's Darissa looked like, you know, regular Derisa. Maybe there's maybe not as consistent, but he's you know, he's coming working his way back. Um, but that dude's so good. Like our tackles are we probably have arguably the best tackle duo in the league right now, and um, that's really great. It's it's awesome to see. Um, <clears throat> and then Kirk Cousins, the, the amount of hits that dude's been taking, and being able to bounce back and, and make plays um, has been really impressive. And then I mean I can't say anything about JJ that nobody already hasn't said. Dude is should be in the MVP conversation. Um, I don't think he'll win it, but he should be in the conversation. It shouldn't be dismissed at all that the impact he's having on a team that isn't even a top Ten offense, um, but we're twelve and three, so um, that impact is ridiculous. Um, and then, lastly, uh, still a little bit worried about the defense, just with um, the Giants not having any weapons out of, out of, outside of Saquon Barkley, um, guys like Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James being able to kind of get open at will uh, was a little frustrating.
0: Yeah, well, it was funny. Your wife called me out because I'm sitting here dogging on Patrick Peterson because. He's letting this Isaiah Hodgins just, you know, do whatever he wanted, right? I mean, slant routes, comeback routes, whatever it was, and then of course, right after I say the comment, right after (laughs) I say that comment, he goes and picks the ball off, which again I was ecstatic about. So, um, right, yeah, no, I mean the the game was fun, Uh, great atmosphere as always. Again, yeah, the whiteout, you know, I know it's a college concept. I, I enjoyed it, I guess, but. Yeah. You know, you, you almost have to like do something else with it to like make it worth it. You know, and and I know yeah. we have the skull chant and all that, but um yeah, if we would have had something else, I know they had a pretty good wave going, but yeah, I I I don't like the wave, so it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Especially when we they started the wave when one of their I think uh one of their players got hurt, one of our players got her, somebody yeah. got hurt. Yeah. And I'm like, and just started like right out yeah. yeah. Yeah, the worst time to do a wave and then I don't know, it was like the, all the people in that upper left corner, right? Like, they started doing, like, let's go Vikings while we're on offense. Like, guys, we've got to be quiet. What are we doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> the atmosphere is fine. Uh, again, you know, usually you don't get that. Um, but, you know, it was good. Uh, as, as far as the game, uh, yeah, defense is still worrisome. It is good to see, you know, I know um, – I know that uh, uh, Okada really put an emphasis on trying to get some younger guys some more op- opportunities. Um, I know at one point you're like, dude, is, is Harrison Smith hurt? Because, you know, Metellus was in. And I think that's just right. part of the rotation. And Metellus was playing well. Um, obviously, I, obviously, you know I have to mention this. Asamoah grading out as I think the second best player on our defense this week, right behind uh, Daniil Hunter by like point .1. Uh, forced fumble, it uh fumble recovery you know fantastic play dude just looks fast and brings energy yeah. I, he still makes he mistakes yeah. um i i remember seeing one play where you know he 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 gets the wrong gap or something like that and, and they were able to break off for not that big of a run but more yards in if he would have selected the right gap uh but overall playing well playing fast playing loose um which i enjoy seeing out of him because again when he can get moving he's he's one of the more you know. Impactful players on that defense. I think uh, he, he has the potential. I guess to be, uh, we we have well, yet to see that because of the limited opportunities. Right. But
2: well, and and with that uh, one coaching thing that I've always heard and kind of, you know, coaches always say is you'd rather have to dial a guy back than have to than have to try to get him to to speed up. And Asamoah is a perfect example of a guy that yeah, he might make some some mental mistakes and he might miss a miss a gap. He might shoot a, shoot the wrong gap but he's the type of player that you'd rather have to dial him back um, because you can learn those, those mental errors um, with more reps. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll get rid of those. So his motor, that, 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 that kind of guys, he's the kind of guy you want in a defense that, that needs speed and this defense needs speed and he'll be able to bring that um, and that passion. Um, It's just really fun to watch.
0: Yep, absolutely. I mean, and, and then uh, one guy that I, Mentioned or that I mentioned to you during the game when we were watching the game. Uh and I'm gonna try to say this right, but is it Usezi O Otomeo Otomewo, I think is how you say it. I had to look it up. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm bad um, with it too. Yeah. Uh but anyway the kid uh, the D tackle kid out of out of um uh, out of Minnesota here, the Govers, um again just getting more reps, more and more reps, more specifically on passing downs. Um, obviously we have a bunch of really good players at the, at the, at Otomo. Otomo. All right. Otomo. Try to remember yeah. that. Yeah, so, right. um, but yeah, he's also bringing a ton of energy to that pass mm-hmm. rush. And I think it's creating a, some opportunities for Daniel Hunter and, and Zedaria Smith to get some one-on-one opportunities as well, which is again, fun to see. So, um, Granted, the back end of that defense still has a ton of work. And honestly, uh, I know one guy that you had mentioned, uh, Byron Murphy, uh, is a potential free agent candidate we maybe need to go look at. You know, we got to do something to bring some sort of stability. I mean, granted, Peterson has been a stability, but... Let's get maybe somebody with a little higher ceiling uh, going forward. Um, again, Peterson's doing great. I'm, I'm not I'm not dogging him too much here. I know he's had a he had a little rough game this past game outside that pick, but uh, for the most part, he's played well this year. So, uh, yeah. yeah, the game was good. Uh, it was uh, discouraging to see that uh, Barkley touchdown come in at the end. You and I both needed it for fantasy, so I don't think either one of us were too upset. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as long as we won the game, which we were able to do, so that's good
2: um awesome. and the kick so... and real quick and, and and real quick the kick and then we'll then we'll move to the packers um but the kick like i remember sitting there in my head being like what well, i i don't think they told us uh, or maybe they did i don't remember i don't remember hearing how far the kick was before he kicked it when we were in the stadium uh, but they kicked it to us cuz we were we're, in, we're the ends zone. we were they kicked it our way and i remember i knew it was like 60 plus i didn't know the exact yardage um being where we were in the in the stadium um, New at 60-plus, so I was thinking – I was expecting it to be left or right or maybe just a little short. Um, and then he kicked it because they had a guy – they brought a guy back just to return it in case, you know, he came up short. And he cleared that by at least a couple yards. Like I bet – that it could have been good maybe 63, 64. That, that's yeah. where we were because we were in the back, back end zone, so you could see clear. He cleared that thing with with plenty of room. It was really impressive.
0: Yeah, I think I think it maybe had two yards, two yards, and then yeah. it probably would have hit yeah. the, the. So from sixty three, we're looking at a doink and h- hoping for the best, right? But um, yeah. yeah, it was it was it was quite a. Pr- I remember watching that ball go up, and I'm like, "Get here, get here, get here!" I just kept yelling that, and it it, it made us all the way there. So no, that was a lot of fun. Um, awesome. So that that sets up, you know. So obviously, you know, we're watching uh, Christmas Day games. Um, and, and the Packers, I think we're playing first day or first game during that, um, probably lose that game if Tua doesn't get that concussion. Uh, but you know, he did and he started playing quite poorly and, uh, Packers were able to, to create that win for themselves. So makes it all that more important of a game now because the Packers come in, in a must win situation, uh, against a Vikings team who's again, coming off another, "Quote unquote miracle win two two weeks in a row, uh, and and we need to take care of business, right? We need to chop the the you know proverbial legs off the monster here that is the Green Bay Packers, and and uh, the only way to do that is go to Lambeau in relatively decent weather. I mean, I, obviously it's outside, but um, I don't know. At least here on this weekend, I think it's going to be like in the 30s. So I'm hoping Green Bay is going to be somewhat similar. Um. So hopefully that won't be. be, Yeah. So hopefully it won't be that much of a factor. Uh. But you know we got to come in against a team that's hungry, um, fighting for their playoff lives here. Uh. Aaron Rodgers, uh, obviously he didn't play or he didn't practice today. uh, Knee injury apparently. So we'll see, I'm assuming he won't miss the game. Uh, so I haven't heard anything that it's too strenuous, but, um, and, and you got, you know, Christian Watson coming up, you got Romeo, uh, is it Dobbs, uh, who has come yeah. back
2: and, well, uh, played so Watson, served, Watson Watson left the game pretty what like halfway through the game on against the dolphins right after halftime, I think. Um, and he didn't practice today because of a hip injury. So, uh, we might not have to, he's been, he's been pretty good for them. And, yeah, he's a he's that that like dynamic receiver. Obviously, he's a rookie, so I think there's ways that they didn't they wouldn't have to be as worried. But um, he's a dynamic receiver that worries you a little bit with that speed down the field that this this these DBs have struggled against this year. So if he's out, that's yep. that, that could be pretty big.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's going to be a key thing that all of us should be watching uh, days up to the game here. Um, but you know, you got Aaron Jones a little banged up. You got uh, know, AJ Dillon. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, AJ Dillon, he, you know, he's, he's playing, you know, pretty well. Um, You know, Lazard's out there, you know, their defense is getting healthier ish. Right. So, you know, I I think it's going to be a little bit of a different game than the first game we saw this year uh, at the bank here. So give us your thoughts kind of what are some of the keys to victory? How do we slow down or I guess um, stop this green Bay offense and, and what are ways that we can, uh, you know, knife this defense a little bit and, and create some wins for ourselves there.
2: I mean, I th- I think we gotta they're gonna try to get the ball out quickly. I think that's gonna be what they wanna do. They're gonna probably see some play action and I think you're gonna see the Rodgers wanna get the ball out quick, but I also think they're they're gonna try to get them on some double moves. Alan Lazard, Dubs, um who's who's it I'm trying to even think besides uh Watson, who else they have it at wide receiver right now. Um Cobb. they're kind of a Cobb, who's you know Randall Cobb, they, but they cut um, Walkins. So. Yeah, they did. They did cut Walkins. Um, yeah, so the like outside of those guys, and then then obviously Robert Tunyon's a pretty solid tight end. Um, it's more about like how can this team effectively handle their? I think the quick quick passing game can can they stop guys like Alan Azard from winning those quick slant routes? The and and then obviously those guys are good at blocking. The, the one thing the Packers' receivers are good at is blocking and. They like to do the quick the quick screens to the receivers and, and the backs. So um, I do wonder if we can make sure that you know those aren't big staples for Rogers this week. And then obviously Rogers Rogers really thrives especially at home off of mistakes. And you know we can't have any mental mistakes. Can't get caught with twelve men on the field. Can't get caught um, you know jumping off sides on on hard counts. Those types of things. Those are the things that like small plays like that that get Rogers going. Is what makes it really hard, like slow him down. And so, um, if the Vikings can, you know, do better with the mental mistakes, making sure that they're not giving up some big plays, I think they they should be okay. Because this this Packers offense has been so up and down, um, and obviously injuries and things like that. So um, I think the Vikings defense, yeah, I, I think if they keep everything in front of them, kind of with that staple of the uh, Ed Donatel defense, I think they'll be okay. Um, just don't have no crippling mistakes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, on our offensive side of the ball here, what can we do to make sure that we're we're keeping this defense on edge? Um, obviously, they got a couple, uh, you know, a pretty good front seven that can create some chaos in the backfield. Um, hopefully we have Bradbury back, which <laughs> it's crazy. I never thought I'd say that. Um, but, you know, hopefully I to get. I don't him think back. we're going
2: to see him back. I don't think we're going to see yeah. him back to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and that's probably the smart move, right? But, um, yeah, yeah. So, well, what, what can we do to help mitigate that? What can we do to create wins for JJ? I know I'm assuming Alexander is going to be pleading to, for that one on one coverage with him. So, what can we do?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that we can do is TJ Hawkinson, KJ Osborne, Adam Thielen. Like, yes, Justin Jefferson needs to get his. Like, I, that, that's we've obviously got to the point where JJ is like, un, he's unguardable. He's the guy that it doesn't matter. Just give him the ball, but you also need other guys to 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 compliment him as well. And you, we've seen guys like uh, T.J. Hawkinson against the Giants have a monster game, monster game. We didn't even touch on that, but he was he was the best we've seen him in in a, in a Vikings uniform. Um, and then K.J. Osborne against the Colts the week before, going off um, and helping lead that comeback. And so, like those guys are really huge keys to to the, to this offense and getting this this offense going. But I also think. Dalvin Cook and getting the run game a little bit more effective. They don't they don't need to rely on the run as in terms of let you know previous uh, regime where the run was the it was to set up the run to set up the pass. They've they've obviously used the, the pass as, as their staple. The pass game is a staple of this offense, which it should be. But I think they need to be more effective in the run game. They've they've struggled especially against the Giants. Um, kind of struggled to get that run game going. Um, I think the Packers are a little bit more susceptible to giving up. Um, some more explosive plays on the ground. And I think Dalvin Cook is primed to have, you know, one of those games in, you know, in 30 degree weather, you get him rolling a little bit more. Um, I think that could be something that helps just open things up a little bit more as well.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm really hoping for a big game out of Dalvin Cook. I think that um, and running and running game, right? Like, and it's, I know I had thought at the game that uh, Chandler was, available but you, you had educated me that he wasn't uh but it, it, he did come off of IR now finally
2: right? he's back yeah he's he's back now
0: yep yeah so it'd be interesting to see if they'd incorporate him at all uh at least just to kind of a, a change of pace I, I think he brings a little bit more um uh spark I guess, than like an Alexander Madison did. But of course you and I dog on Madison at the game and then he comes up with a couple of big runs. So um right, right. so again, it, it it's one of those things where, you know, maybe we should just start dogging people and they start playing better because it happened both <laughs> uh, you know, the two players I was dogging uh at the game, it happened to play well. So um yeah, so I'd really like to get this run game going. I think that that'll help, one, uh, keep any sort of momentum that Aaron Rodgers can create at home uh, yep. on the sidelines. But two, you know, we we need to – I think our offense just needs this just from, you know, going into the playoffs. We've really struggled over the last few weeks being able to run the ball effectively. Of course, we'll have like one big hitter here and there, but just consistently uh, being able to run the ball. And and when I say run, I don't necessarily mean it has to be a handoff. Again, like you had mentioned, what the Packers do well is, you know, getting that screen game going. We tried that screen pass to Justin Jefferson (laughs) twice during that Giants game with like a negative one yard result. And I'm sitting here just kicking and screaming, like, what the heck are we doing? And then, you know, game on the line, we we do that. Well, I, I, we did it from the slot versus from the way outside. But we do a screen pass to him. He takes it, you know, however many yards, 20 yards or whatever, just to get us it, with an opportunity at a 61 yarder. So if we can get some more plays like that, even, or a screens to Dalvin Cook. Um, that are effective and that are working, uh, those work as an extension of the pass game as well or as as an yep. extension of the run game as well. So um, I think that's going to be critical. Um, if you're just trying to sit back and do a, a step-back passing game against these Packers, I don't think that's going to be the best way to be able to effectively move the ball against them. Not saying that Justin Jefferson won't be able to win one-on-one against Alexander because we've seen him do it, you know, time in and time out. Um, but and and again, Hawkinson can come up big, and Osborne and Thielen and all these guys. But it, it, with that pass rush and our offensive line, I know we're getting better on the tackles, but that inside is still prime for for a, a penetration there. And and with Kenny Clark
2: playing well, is he still is he in? Is he healthy? I, I haven't heard anything on him. I'm I think so, but I'm not I'm not sure. But well, one one big area one big area of a guy that's not. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon, their new returner. Um, yeah, that dude's been he—he's—he got hurt as well in the in the Dolphins game. That dude is legit. Out of yeah. kind of came out of nowhere, but he was—he's been a legit one of the better returners in the league. And the Vikings have kind of been hit or miss the last you know handful of weeks in terms of special teams. So, um, not having a guy like that and explosive in the in the return game could be big as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so, as long real, as we quick, can... Real quick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say as long as we can You're do a good job. Sorry, Miles. As long as we can do a good job of, of you know, mixing it up and keeping it relatively balanced. I know I was listening to um, Kevin O'Connell talk about this in one of the pressers. Um, you know, I, I think I was listening to it yesterday uh, that. You know, he really wants to have a balanced attack, but sometimes the game plan doesn't call for that and, and whatnot. And I totally understand that. But as balanced as we can possibly be, especially against a team like this with a with with you know with a defense that can really create havoc in the backfield, we don't need anyone getting hurt. That's the big thing, right? We don't want, right. you know, as you had mentioned in the last couple of weeks, Kirk Cousins has taken a beating. And, you know, we can't do anything without him. Like, we're not going to be able to, yep. you know, we 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 can't pl- make a playoff run without Kirk Cousins. So um, we have a playoff spot secured. Number two seed is going to be very important, I think, and we'll get into that here in a second. Um, we we need him upright. I'd rather, I'd ra- you know, I'd rather not sacrifice, you know, trying to make these, you know, step back and throw the ball 50 times this week just to just to win the game, if, if that means that Kirk Cousins is taking a beating, because again, this front seven is pretty
2: legit for the Packers. So. Yep. 100%. Um, I wanted to touch on, there's a, there's a quick question in the, in the chat about the whiteout. Um, skull, TYA, catch 84. Um, we touched on it earlier, but just wanted to rehash. I, I thought this, the whiteout uh, at the game on Sunday was cool. I Saturday was cool. But I mean, I don't think, you know, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, they got to do this every year type of thing. I thought it was a cool concept, but um i was saying and i think mary even said in the comments like she missed the purple and i kind of missed being a, you know being a part of like wearing like all the different vikings purple and gold and, and those things too so uh it was a cool concept um i i think you know i think it'd be cool to do it in the future again but i don't think it's something that needs to be a staple
0: yeah yeah absolutely so I, I brought up the I brought up the two seed, right? So we're currently yep. locked in at the two seed, but it's not locked, right? Or we're, we're pretty we're in the two seed, but it's not locked. We have the the Niners breathing down our neck. Um,
2: Only way we can lock edge. the two seed is if we if we win out,
0: win out, or they lose one, and we
2: right if win they one. if they lose one, if they yeah we as long as we don't have the same record or they they obviously don't have a better record. Um yep, but if we have yep, the same record and then they, they own the tiebreaker.
0: They they would own it based on conference record, which is the second mm-hmm. tiebreaker behind head to head. So um, right. so looking at that, um what are your thoughts? Do you do you think we can get that second seed? Do you think we can win out? How important is that second seed? Uh, because obviously we're all guaranteed a home playoff game, but now we're looking at playing in San Francisco Santa Clara. Uh, versus playing in Minnesota uh, for that divisional round if we both win.
1: This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay.
0: Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two
2: doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void there Here's worth the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think getting the highest seed possible is always the best scenario. I, it's so hard to play matchups and wanting to like, oh, we want to we get this specific match. We want that. No, I think to your point, you want to host as many playoff games as you can. And I think, Obviously, the the one seed's the the priority. Everybody wants the one seed. You want that that extra buy, but if you can't get that, the two seed. You want you want the two seed because you want everything else to roll through your um, your stadium. You want to be home because the one thing that we we know at this team, and I think that we might see them struggle with, is the weather could play an impact. Maybe not in Santa Clara, but you know if you have to go to Philadelphia, you have to go to. We wouldn't have to go to Green Bay, but you know what I mean. Like if you have to if you have to go to some of these. Um, some of these outdoor um, places luckily the viking the, the NFC this this year with uh with the seating the vikings shouldn't have to do that besides the eagles um but um yeah i mean you just, just wanting to be that home having that home field advantage having your your fans there um you get to control more the tempo control the the game atmosphere i think is always more important than um, worrying about like who your matchup is so um, for me I, I think it's important to get that two-seed
0: Yeah, and I agree. And and again, it's yeah. Well, we already know what the matchups are going to be, right? And we don't know who we're playing week one, but we know that if hypothetically we win out, Niners win out, we're sitting at the two seed. They're sitting at the three seed. If we win and they win, that's the team we're playing, right? And I don't want to play them in Santa Clara. That that fan base can get loud as well. Uh, They're they're a team that feeds off of that energy. We're a team that feeds off the energy um so, uh, of our home crowd so if we can get that and again we're, we're likely looking at probably the final four teams and i obviously it's playoffs anything can happen and it's any given sunday right but we're, we're probably looking at us versus the niners week two if we can win and then the uh the eagles versus the cowboys well there's no there's no one saying that either of those teams can't win we're looking at maybe right. an nfc championship game at home Right? Yep. I mean, that, that that's uh, so, and in, in we're only going to be able to get there if we're probably home for that divisional round because that, that Niner seems no joke. So yeah. uh, I think it's very important. I think we, I know that there's talk of some people saying, well, will KOC rest some starters, uh, you know, given the fact that we're locked in at worst at the three seed? Um, I, I just, I don't think that it's worth it. I don't think it's worth uh, us being uh, trying to do that. So, um, 100%. We had a comment uh, I think it was Mary. somebody asked, um, how did we feel about the time management of that last game? Any comments there? I don't really remember any like big hiccups there, but again, you know you're in the you're in the the heat of the the stadium and everything's going on there, so yeah. sometimes you just kind of overlook those kind of things
2: uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember if i th- oh the end of the game end of the game scenario was pretty rough. Um, they got they got really lucky with the obviously kicking being able to hit the the 61 yarder, but they basically killed any chance any realistic chance to kick a game winning field goal. Obviously they did, but you shouldn't have. They should have been a better situation than a 61 yarder. And if JJ doesn't get that first down, which he barely got, they they don't get to clock it, and the game runs out. You know, you go to overtime, those types of things. So I think I think KOC could have handled that last drive a little bit better from a clock management standpoint, but. Again, they're growing pains. Like the, the fortunate thing, I said this going into the season: the Vikings were going to have growing pains because you have a new coaching staff, new offense, new defense. Um, we've been fortunate that those growing pains have still been able to you've been able to work through those growing pains in wins, and so um, those growing pains aren't aren't having resulting in crippling losses. And so um, I think that's a fortunate scenario. So I'm not going to freak out about it. I think it's something that needs to improve. But I, I it's not something that I'm, like, overly worried about.
0: Yeah, now that you say that, I do remember you complaining about not using a timeout when we should have or something. I'm like, yeah. well, it was a horse apiece is kind of what I said. But uh, thinking about it, it was like, oh, no, we definitely should have. Um, all right, very good. So la- last thing I want to just quit touch base on. Um, you had kind of brought it up earlier. JJ needs to be in the, at least needs to be in the conversation. Can he get a vote at least? I, Cooper Cup did not get a vote last year uh, after winning right. the triple crown, but I think this season, although we don't have as many touchdowns as Cup had last year, um, from a yarder's perspective, from you know, from, you know, from that perspective, he's he's having a better season. So um, let's let's fast forward two weeks. We're sitting here and uh, JJ He only has 8 you know, touchdowns. Yeah, well, he has I think one rushing one as well, so nine total. But yeah, okay. yeah, he hasn't been he hasn't been like a touch, you know, just like me. The
2: ball. surprises me a little bit.
0: Well, we spread the ball around quite a bit in the Red Zone. I mean, thielen has got a couple, yeah. Hawkinson's got a couple, KJ's got a couple. Um so I mean, yeah, we've definitely spread that love around a little bit. Um but l- let's fast forward 2 weeks. Let's say he eclipsed the uh, the all-time record for receiving yards by Calvin Johnson. Let's maybe even say he was able to sn- sneak his way into that 2,000-yard club. Does he garner that MVP vote? Like, and, and for perspective here, right? Receivers never won, right? And But when Adrian Peterson ran for 2,000 yards, he was the MVP. So yeah. is it possible? It, let, let's say hypothetically, because obviously as it stands right now, he isn't going to be Patrick. So he just won't he, or it's right. probably. So if he were to eclipse the rec all time record, if he was maybe even to eclipse a 2k mark, would that be any sort of cause for, Hey, we need to vote for this guy. So,
2: This is is why I said I believe – I think J.J. needs to be in the conversation. Now, as – value, so Justin Jefferson is the most valuable player to this Vikings team. But the difference between – this is why positional value. So this is why, like, the MVP in itself needs to just be a quarterback-driven type of award. And then then the Offensive Player of the Year award needs to be, like, a position player. Like, they need to, like, do away with MVP – because it's always just going to be quarterback, essentially. The, who's the best quarterback that year? Um, but that just shows you how important and valuable quarterbacks are. Justin Jefferson is the most important player on the Vikings offense. But at the same time, you can make the argument that without Kirk Cousins, the the train doesn't r- roll at all. Like, you you don't, the drop off from Kirk Cousins to a Nick Mullins is six, seven wins, probably, right? Like, you're a, a four win team right now with Nick Mullins. And that maybe be generous. What's the what? The Vikings might also be a four win team without Justin Jefferson, but I think you'd see that they'd play a they'd play a better overall football game football be a better they wouldn't be a better team, but they'd be a better team without JJ than they would be a better team without Kirk. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. Not and that's not me saying that JJ isn't important. We know how important he is, but they would have a better chance of winning football games without JJ than they would Kirk. But then. Real quick, let me let me finish the circle here. What you extrapolate that to another quarterback like a Patrick Mahomes, who lost his best receiver, and he's still putting up arguably better numbers than he did with Tyreek Hill. I know he still has Travis Kelsey, Juju smith who's is a good player, those types of things. But um, I just you you just couldn't make the argument that JJ is more valuable than Patrick Mahomes again. I'm not saying Justin Jefferson isn't a top five most valuable player in the league right now because I think he is, but I just think quarterback is just that much more important than, than the unfortunate situation of Justin Jefferson playing receiver.
0: So I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here just a bit. So you had mentioned that we're probably a what did you say four or five win team
2: something something on, like that it, it, yeah. whatever right
0: yeah we're, we're definitely we definitely have had a few wins caused by Justin Jefferson this year right hundred uh, percent and so hypothetically you take Kirk Cousins off the team we're probably a four or five win team you take uh, Justin Jefferson off the team well, it's a four or five win team right. Wouldn't that make Justin Jefferson even that much more valuable because he's able to make that much of an impact at a position that should be less impactful than a quarterback?
2: Right, but that's why I was saying for our team, for the Vikings, that's why I think I think him and Kirk are like one A, one B, literally right up there with you know being the most important players on the team. Um, but I, it's hard to make the argument that he's more valuable than a Patrick Mahomes. That that team. I, and what I what I was trying to say with the Kirk situation too is I still think if you still had Kirk but no JJ, you have a chance to be a six, seven, eight win football team than you do without um uh Kirk Cousins. I don't think you have a chance to be six, seven, eight, nine win team without Kirk Cousins. You have that chance if you have Kirk Cousins and no JJ. But without Kirk, you don't. That's what I I guess what I was trying to say. It's not to say that I still think because of the way the season's played out without JJ, you're probably looking at five wins, but without oh, sure. Kirk, you know, you know what I mean? That That's, that's where I was trying yeah. to go with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and I, again, I agree with you uh, for the most part here. I, I do think he deserves at least a little bit of, um, at least to garner a vote or two, which again, Cooper cup just was to, not just to say,
2: him. just to say he did or what?
0: Just, well, just, I mean, but like, Logically, I mean, because you're like looking, let's look around the league this year, right? Um, you have Niners, arguably the best team in the league is being, is being led by a mystery irrelevant Brock Purdy, a uh, a Taylor Heineke led Washington commanders are in a playoff spot right now, a. Cowboys team that was without Dak Prescott for four or five games or is able to weather that storm, only lose one game and and and, and sit here with a, you know, with, with a chance at a one seed potentially. Right. I mean, we're, we're sitting here with a bunch of these scenarios where the quarterback did get hurt or did go out or what have you. And the team is still dominant. So I know how important the quarterback position is. I get it. And Patrick Mahomes is the best of the best. I get it. But I, th- I think a good system has been able to prove that the quarterback's only as good as the system is, right? And Patrick Mahomes is probably in the best system he possibly could be in uh, with one of the biggest, most genius offensive minds in the game's history. Um, and I'm not saying that that doesn't affect the receivers, right? Like obviously Justin Jefferson's in a position he's in because he's in a system that allows him to Cooper run wide Cup. open most of the time. Yeah. 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 He's, so, he's I mean, Cooper I, I, Cup. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, you know, that's just a home fan here. Like trying to get some more love for the, I yeah. need to see another gritty, I, I, you know, I'm a hundred percent
2: with you. Like it'd be, I, I, again, I think Justin Jefferson should be in the conversation but I don't think it's a, a debate that he should win it over a Patrick Mahomes.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, I, m- more than likely he at least wins offensive player of the year. At, at yeah. Least that, you know. I, I,
2: like, like if, if Cooper cup can't get uh, an MVP vote last year where the, I think Rogers played worse than what we're seeing from Mahomes this year. Then, and Cooper cups numbers, he put up 1900 yards, 16 touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like if Cooper Cup can't even get a vote from uh, a lesser MVP, like – and that's not take away from Rodgers, even though I don't care about Rodgers. But, like, Rodgers MVP, MVP last spring. Sure. Like, but, like, either way, those, I don't think those, those two players are having a – had a better season last year than what Patrick Mahomes is having this year, and he's going to win MVP. Right. You know what I mean? So that, that's where I'm saying, like, Justin Jefferson doesn't have the same stats as Cooper Cup did last year. Um now, I think his impact is very much like right up there or even probably slightly even slightly higher than what Cooper Cups was. Um but that's hard to say because they won the Super Bowl too. So but sure. it's a regular season it's a regular season award. Um and if JJ's like in the conversation again, I'll I'll continue to say I think he should be in the conversation. Awesome. Wish the wish the touchdowns were a little higher though. That's the only thing.
0: But yeah. yeah, that that'd be nice. Um Awesome. Well, you know, that that's pretty much everything I want to cover tonight. Uh, obviously, we have predictions here. Uh, we got Packers game. Dave, you want to come up from behind the the, the screen here um, so we can get yours in as well. I didn't get Matt's. So I should, probably should have, but I forgot to. Um, and of course, again, Matt's a much better host than I am. Uh, everyone knows this. He he gets the media oh, man, guests, great he gets job. all that. Mm-hmm. He he gets all that stuff going. So, uh, but you know, we 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 talked it through. Matt will be returning next week uh, from his couple week hiatus here. Um, happy to have him back. So, well, Dave, if you're able to make it back from back there, that'd be great. Uh, perfect. All right, uh, Miles, why don't we start with you here? Predictions for the Packers game. What do we got?
2: Oh, uh, uh, I hate predictions. Um, me too. I'm going to say 28-20 – it's got to be a one-score game. Um, 28-25 because we'll say that they they had to go for two to get it back into – to get it within three Vikings.
1: Wow, go at that. All
0: right, Dave, what do we got?
1: 30 to 17 Vikings. This will be that convincing win. We'll do it twice this year in victories, and both times it will be against the Packers. And would you say
0: 30-17, so a 13-point win?
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome, awesome. All right, so let's see. Packers are favored by three, and the over-under is 47, so it's – probably going to be close to that um yeah i i'm, I'm gonna go in a similar fashion to to miles i don't think it's going to be a convincing win i think this we're going to eke one out here um by the way i just hate this i i've been a, I, I don't think i've bet against the vikings all year which i don't know it feels wrong it feels wrong to pick them every week but i think i gotta i gotta do it again this week i'm gonna go They're 12 24. and 3 they They're
2: 12 and 3 so it's not like you've been like wrong Right, right, yeah. Oh, I mean, and even do, one uh, of those
1: losses he bet against them and he won that one. <laughs> Who did? I didn't bet against them. Matt did. I thought Yeah, I it was either I the bet, Dallas I, game or the Philly Philly game. Somebody nope, took them I, I,
0: I bet for him every or no, actually you're right. We all bet uh that Philly was gonna win that game. So we are all correct in that, I think. Um I could be wrong. Either way. Yeah. That sounds right. I'm going to go 24-19. They're going to go for two to make it within three. We're going to stop that, and
1: we'll be 24-19. Lene, I agree with you wholeheartedly. (laughs) Well, Dave, what do we have for the rest of the week? Uh, We're supposed to have a Viking Hot Takes tomorrow night at 8.30. I have not heard from Flip. I have sent him a message. I don't know if he got lost with a little too much Christmas cheer. If not... The next one after that is two old bloggers, myself and Darren Campbell. We'll break everything down on Thursday, uh, on Saturday afternoon at 4, our regular time. We have the three themes as usual. First theme, we're talking about the rookies uh, late in the season, how they have blossomed or seem to have blossomed. Uh, Brian's favorite player of all, uh, Brian Asamoah, as as is doing fantastic. He's one of them. We'll get into the second theme, which is about the Duke of Shelley, how he is the little short man has come out of nowhere and has earned himself a starting spot, in my opinion, at least for now. And then, of course, the third theme we break down the Vikings at the Packers and uh, how hopefully we will ruin Aaron Rodgers and all those cheeseheads' day.
0: Would love it. I did uh miles vouch for this when uh, when that when that st- uh, strip fumble recovery by Osolala <sighs> happened i uh, yeah. I always had my awesome shirt on my shirt see on underneath my, yeah. my unreal uh-huh. sweatshirt and I ripped that unreal sweatshirt off star front my chest I was real hype I was real hype hey I, I like the way it he's was playing. embarrassing
2: he was, it was playing
0: yeah well. even the people behind me were like, oh he must really like that guy yeah of course <laughs> Ryan's
2: wife Ryan's wife was like, oh my God oh, yeah. no, no, I
0: buried. Cheap. She's like, you did say he was going to make a big play today and that you would do this. I'm like, I, I told you. Uh-huh. I told you. So, all
1: right. What do we say, guys? Skull, Vikings, Skull. Skull, Vikings. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And feel free to rate us on your favorite aggregator. A big shout-out goes to our partners, the Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found. To that's badass wood art when you're looking for something unique to brighten your space and to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skol, everybody!